This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. Good evening, at Creona.
off this week's show was a uh, brand new band to me called The Strains and The Last Time taken from their just released debut self-titled album. The band hail from Detroit and they are right up my boulevard of broken dreams with members from post-MC5 Stooges Sonic's Rendezvous band projects such as Dark Carnival, The Rob Tyner Band and The Hydromatics. Ooh, ooh and indeed ooh. Here's former Turbulent Heart singer Susie Moon in solo mode with the title track from her, forward stroke there, latest EP, Animal.
Susie Moon and Animal, you heard because I played Breathe by the Soap Girls. That is such a great earworm of a song. So again, a lot of airplay and attention on the independent radio stations with even Planet Rock giving it a spin. That's right, steps back into 2020. And after Breathe, I'm Miss Little Lodge, it was uh, Jojo and the Teeth and their new single, Don't Get Too Heavy, that hit the virtual record shops today. Today being the 6th of May, future streaming, downloading and non-live rock radio UK listeners. If you are listening into this live, Jojo and the Teeth have just finished playing a launch gig for said single at the Camden Assembly. Unfortunately, yeah, I wasn't there. Not because I'm here broadcasting live, because today's show has been pre-recorded as I'm up at silly o'clock tomorrow morning, due to the bank holiday, my work is a day late. So uh, 
today's work is being done tomorrow. Now, last Saturday lunchtime, I popped down to Brighton to see Johnny Moped play a matinee set at the Albert. Theoretically, uh, I could have driven straight away up afterwards to the 100 Club in time for the UK subs, but you know, there's only so much excitement you can experience in one day. Opening act uh, was the reformation of the Albanian Fish Brothers, an offshoot band to Brighton's notorious Fish Brothers. Joining Martin Fish and Dave Cook on vocals and guitar, respectively, were Blonde Wanton making a rare outing on bass, while Lansing legends Adrian Harris occupied the drum stall. When the band came on at 2.30, only a smattering of the sold-out crowd had managed to climb the flight of stairs to bear witness. And uh, to be honest, the lack of appreciation that, you know, seemed to rub off, or not as the case may be, as I felt the band were a bit you know, lacklustre. However, with every punter that literally you know, fell through the door, once the sound had reverberated downstairs, indicating entertainment was happening, the band upped their game. The Brighton Hove News has the Fish Brothers, Albion or not, as, and I quote, a soft umpa punk meets the Wurzels in a carry-on Chaz and Dave style that is best suited to be performed in the beer tent at a rural tractor-pulling competition. And I'll be taking that as a compliment. It seems an album of new material is due to be released later this year. The band's first since uh, 2005 difficult third album, that obviously was the band's third. Apparently, Sergeant Shitter's Lonely Foot Club band doesn't count as it was a promo cassette only. I always thought it was Sergeant Shitter's Lonely Club Foot band. Anyway, the band plunder material from previous albums and even some from the new one with titles such as Bullback, or one word, it's been researched, and a reimagining of The Who's My Generation into We're Old. The live version of which sounds remarkably like this. Oh 
Johnny Moped fall into the Marmite Sprout category. You either love them unconditionally or you don't. Yeah, of course, I'm in the former, along with the likes of Michael Stripe and Dee Dee Ramone. We've already had the documentary that's now up on Netflix with a book on them due to be published in the summer. Only Johnny and guitarist Slimy Toad remain from the lineup that recorded Psychedelic back in 1978. As bassist Fred Burke passed away in the mid-80s, with Dave Burke retiring after the release of 2016's It's a Real Cool Baby, with Martin Parrott, a.k.a. Marty Love, taking over for 2019's Lurigate Your Mind. Interestingly enough, the band seems to have got better with age, like a fine wine or a can of Colt 45. It would be stretching things to say that they were tight, more taut than tight, so much so that uh, Slimy broke the string. Uh, since Martin joined, the band seems to be um, more focused and a hell of a lot faster. Not to the extent that, you know, Johnny can't keep up with the furious pace, having to skip lines and words, but classic songs sound like they could have been recorded for an up-and-coming album. Uh, as an aside, the band are, in actual fact, entering the studio to start work on a new record and uh, 1991's Search for Xerxes that goes for silly money on Discogs is to be reissued with new artwork and three bonus tracks. Two are different mixes that I think Captain had a hand in with the third previously unreleased vinyl, CD and digital. Uh, in years gone by, modern and relevant weren't words that you'd band around and associate with Johnny Moped. In 2022, you can, and you do.
This is Toya Wilcox and you're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. And it would be a mystery if you listened to anything else. Get out there and rock! Shake me when I'm dead 
the vinyl of my professional's album Snaffy finally arrived on Saturday. From whence the just heard Spike Me Baby was taken. Go vinyl at that. But can I find the sleeve? Yeah, can I, heck. Uh, for those of you thinking that they should have arrived together, the vinyl was delayed due to worldwide shortage of raw materials, but I picked the sleeve up when I saw him at the forum in Tunbridge Wells back in January. Of course, I got it signed. Cheekily, I got touring guitarist Rich Jones, who doesn't actually appear on said record, to sign just his surname, giving the impression it was Steve that had put Marker to card. I'm sure he'll turn up. Sticking with a pistol's interconnectedness, I see that Glenn Matlock has stepped in, playing bass for the absent Lee Fox in Blondie, with Andy Blacksugar replacing Chris Stein, as both Chris and Lee are prevented from travelling due to health issues. But on this saying, why didn't they get Nigel Harrison instead of Glenn Matlock? I'm not even going to go there. If I had known that Glenn was playing, I would have seriously considered seeing them. You know me, just for the different dynamics. Funnily enough, unlike some damned fan-led social media sites, I haven't read any, no Chris, no Blondie. Anyway... For this year's record shop day, Chrysalis Records re-released Blondie's Sunday Girl as a two 7-inch double pack. The first 7-inch had the original song on side one with a French sung version on the other. However, it was the second 7-inch that garnered my interest. Not for the 79 live version, but for the demo that sounds remarkably like this.
another demo of super interest cropped up on social media last week courtesy of cj wildart who as i'm sure you're aware is in the throes of compiling his best of album i'll post a link to the details on how you can pre-order it on the show notes for this episode on the paranoid school website tomorrow afternoon where you'll also find links to all the other bands on today's show anyway the tracking question fully formed was one of the bonus tracks on the Wild Hearts' recent album, 21st Century Love Songs. Instead of just getting the already released songs from all his bands in some sort of running order, CJ has decided to either completely re-record them or to get Dave Draper to completely remix them. Value for money. The demo in question is Aline. During lockdown 3.1 to lockdown 11, a lot of bands took the opportunity to remotely record material or 
for individual members to try something a little bit different. Well, Sergeant Major Lee Love, bassist from the Hip Priests, took it upon himself to cover the Stooges real cool time in the guise of Lee Love Affair. Obviously, this means it's time for this week's Covers Corner. Not in the style of the Dipshits, whose new album has been finished and most definitely is not going to be called The Name of This Band Is The Hit Priest. No siree, you won't be seeing an album called that hitting the real and virtual record shops later this year. But he channeled his inner mod, 60s and Northern Soul, and produced with the help of Randy Savage's Lloyd and Nick, a cracking version of it. But don't take my word for it. Absolutely superb, and I can't wait to hear more along the same big vein from 
the Lee Love Affair. More new music and Spot McCracken has just released a video to another track from his up and coming album, New Tricks. For those lucky enough to have heard the full-on abridged record, not me, they have compared the vibe to Cheap Trick, Hanoi Rocks, Ramones and the New York Dolls. Well, that works for me. This is Bye Bye My Love. Talking of the New York Dolls, can you hear that? That is the sound of barrels being scraped as yet another live version of Johnny Thunder's Born to Lose is on the cusp of being released as a 7-inch. Whether this fits into the previously unreleased category, I have no idea. As the press release doesn't give anything away on when and where. And to be honest, 
I don't care. Talking about live, Johnny Moped wasn't the only gig I've been to this week. As on Tuesday, I saw Focus at the Beaverwood Club in Chislehurst. Johnny Moped and Focus. You couldn't get more polar opposite. Now, it makes me feel old that when I mentioned... Barton is saying I am old. Uh, When I mentioned Focus in conversation, people of a certain age shrug and have no idea what I'm talking about. House of the King was used as the theme to Don't Ask Me, presented by Magnus Pint. Blank. All right, that did run from like 1974 to 78. Saxondale, also used House of the King. Slightly less blank. You must have heard Hocus Pocus return to blank expression. You know the scene in Wayne's World where they all headbang in the car to Bohemian Rhapsody? If only the producers had used Hocus Pocus by Focus.
couple of minutes I've got left, I'm going to play this week's show out with some degeneration for Howie Pyro, who died on Wednesday at the age of 61. Until next week, take it easy.
Thanks for tuning in to the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. Where you don't have to wear a mask or observe social distancing. This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt and was a Watts' Lodge production. Mm-hmm.